Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. Um, before we get kicked off today, I just want to remind you guys that uh, Faith, Family, and Politics is a part of a company that uh, Alan, myself, and Louie, you normally see on this podcast, um, and Sterling over in the producer's chair, perfect producer, by the way, uh, Revolver Broadcasting, and we have a lot of programming for you to enjoy oh, shows. God, every time, every time. <laughs> Glasses are off. You're welcome, Alan. I can't even look at you so right now. That's, that's, the voice, <laughs> that's the voice of the uh, host of Laughing Libertarian uh, Revolver Broadcasting Show, Alan McFarlane. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming, Alan. As, as always, it's a pleasure. It's always great to be on your program. <laughs> I come finally see, pulled him in. Come see my show. <laughs> Um, also you want to make sure and check out, uh, Rodriguez rants episode two just dropped recently. And, um, we also have our fourth show now it's, it's not on video yet. It's, it's audio only. We're getting to know anywhere you can get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Um, it's called, what is the truth with Danny Tippett? I want to say that again. Cause I, I he, cause he's a brand new show and you're going to love him. I, I guarantee it. What is the truth with Danny Tippett? Okay. We'll get him on video um, one day. Yeah, uh, here soon enough, I think we'll get him uh, here on this program, and uh, he'll bring the message. <laughs> Much like my dad is today, uh, so the, the guy that's bringing the message today is my father, Gary Moore. Hello, everyone. Always a pleasure to have you oh, here, yes. Pop. Oh, yes. you got a stylish hat there. I know, I know, but hey, that, that leads into the message, and we'll get into that, but I will hey. give the title before we get to our next person. It's Gone Fishing. Gone that way fishing. it at least identifies the type of hat I have on. Yeah. For those South <laughs> South Shore fishermen, I'm styling and profiling for yeah, you. And for those listening on audio, because they have yes. no idea the, yes. the glory that they're missing yes, right a, now. A beautiful straw hat with the American flag under, under the rim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. Borderline <laughs> living. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> And so sitting in four chair, uh, joining us again from uh, last week, uh, you now know him and love him. You do. Uh, you love me. <laughs> Bo Brummett. Greetings. Where's the button, producer? Yeah, come on. <laughs> there, yeah, we there we go. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Sterling. That was very kind. All right, Dad. So uh, we're going to have a message called Gone Fishing. Yes. Uh, and uh, you're going to lead us in prayer, sir? Yes, Absolutely. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Lord, and honor first for our salvation, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to sit down at this broadcast, Lord. Just let your word be true. Let everyone receive it in the same fashion, knowing that it is absolute true what is in your word tonight, Lord. We just glorify you and praise you. We ask all of this in Jesus' heavenly name. Amen. 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 You really made me want to like roll into that. Like, amen. Like, you know, I really wanted to get in there, man. You like you brought me in on that one. You you need to be brought in. You need to be brought into the family of God. Uh, so for those that are listening and watching, the only one at the table that hasn't surrendered his heart to the Lord is Alan. I understand that's probably the so, libertarian in him, but um, I surrendered so, a toe. I tell you this: to him. comment your prayers. Comment yes. for. Your prayers to Alan. Yes. Get this absolutely. man saved. All those comments. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. While Better you're at it, it. share it over, over and, and, over, and over. over and over. All those shares. <laughs> and subscribe, please. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> please subscribe. Yes. As we sell it all. Okay. <laughs> I, need to, I need Jesus in my heart. <laughs> subscribe. He, he really does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> there we go. 
All righty. We are will be looking at Luke chapter 5. We've got uh, Jesus by the sea. Hold on there. Uh, when when you're ahead. hearing the, the, the name Luke, I got to go, Luke, 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 Luke. Oh, yes. Well, well, I heard when he said Jesus by, I said, Jesus by the pound? No. <laughs> We're getting Jesus by the pound. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, Gary. You're going to be doing communion right well, that yes. way. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genestra. And I am most certain I mispronounced that. I am not of the region. I'm just old Hill Jack from Indiana. Well, and uh, you uh, say Hill Jack from Indiana, that just kind of throws You think you got out. it right, Bo? Sound pretty good to you? Gingerette. Gingeray. Gennesaray. Gennesaray. huh? Cool. Well, you know, the whole Thanks, whole English, you know, if you throw a cer- certain <laughs> vowels, you got to change the G, change the G to a J, yeah. so you the, just never know which is which. The King's English. Yeah. The King's English. Yeah. And no one knows J versus Gif. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little way, a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, "Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop or a catch." And Simon answering and said unto him, "Master, we've been toiling all night long, all the night long, on all, all the night." putting my southern draw into it and adding words to the scripture, and that is politically incorrect in the eyes of God. I think it's just fine. It helps me understand it better. Yes. <laughs> and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at, and all that were with him at the draught of the fish which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your precious and holy word. Yes, John John the one whom Jesus loved. Yes, well... if you've watched the series, the series Chosen, there's an episode in there on, I believe it's season one, that uh, um, they're kind of doing a look back after Jesus has has ascended to heaven. Uh, yeah. Big James has passed away, and he's talking with Mary, uh, who was Jesus' mother, but there at the cross, Jesus said, uh, Mother, thy son, son, thy mother. And so from that point, John took over being the son to Jesus and or son to Mary to look after her. But um they were kind of looking back at it and they said said, Well he loved me. And it's like, well he loved all of you. You just 
have an insatiable need to identify that. <laughs> so I think we're all kind of like that. Well, I'm mom's favorite. You, you get that, don't you? Every now and then. I am my mom's favorite. Okay. I'm also my mom's favorite. <laughs> I'm the baby. I'm the youngest of six. Yeah, so she loves me more. Well, I think what that is, is once you get to a certain point, it's not that you were the favorite. They're just like, I'm too tired to fight with you, so you're just, love you. Bless your heart. <laughs> and there's a whole other level to that one. Um, but anyway... We've got them there, their boats, they're cleaning their nets. And I want you to picture this. A net is designed, they'll throw it out. And there's a couple ways that you can do net netting. You can throw the net out and then basically just let it drop to the ground, uh, drop to the bottom of the water and then lift up. So there'll be weights, it'll fan out, goes down and whatever fish happen to be under underneath the net will get caught as you draw it up a gill net right uh, yes yeah and um no, that's like a cast net a gill net yeah just, a cast just net. run into it yeah and uh then you've also got kind of an aspect of a gill net where it is similar to what they would do in on a creek fashion and they would go into some of the the shallower creeks they would set up one end would be the net and then a couple guys would go up ahead of ways and let's just start bashing and crashing and throwing rocks in the water scare all the fish down to the net so they would in essence kind of force them into the gill net so you've got that type of fishing and then we kind of get into a little more of the modern day and that's where you've got your hook line sinkers and uh, for your cat fishermen your uh, top water baits for your bass fishermen and and your twister tail grubs for the rest of us but uh, there's different varieties of fishing. You can fly fish, bait cast, so on and so forth. If you're not into fishing, check it out. It's good for the soul. Just like yeah. the just like the word. <laughs> but when you're a fisherman, one of the things that they like to do is you look at the water clarity. So in other words, you're looking at your situation. When you walk into a room, if you know that at some point, Someone is going, you have purposed in your heart that you are going to share the gospel. And that's what these men done. They were given a, a great gift with this catch. Now, um, there's kind of been questions as to why they had fished all night long. Um, they were under the occupation of Rome. So it could have been an issue of tax issues. I just thought they were married. <laughs> Not a good way to stay away. <laughs> um, Simon was. Honey, married. I'm gonna go tinker in the garage. Well, I'm gonna go fishing. <laughs> Gotta feed this family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to to say the least, Simon, as far as I know, was the only one that was married. Uh, there isn't a whole lot that was said about his wife, but um, or for that matter, his mother-in-law, who Jesus did heal, and that was probably one of my. One of my favorite healings, and we'll, we'll and one of and one of his least favorite. His mother in law <laughs> still around. No, well, listen. Some people like their mother in laws. In fact, some some people love their mother in law. I and, love my mother in law, and that's that's, 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 hey, that's good to toss in. My mother in law will take me out to dinner, so I love my mother in law. Okay, 
She likes me better than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, is there any part of the, bar- the Bible where he convinces Judas to do his thing? <laughs> Listen, that's the interesting <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna try to reel, I'm gonna try to reel you back in here just a little bit. All right, here's the thing. He's gonna fish you in there, Alan. Jesus and Judas broke bread and dipped into the sup at the same time, and when he had eaten, the devil entered at that point in time. But he he had already identified that this was going to take place. One of them was going to do it. So at some point. This that was going to take place. Judas was going to end up being the one to well. He casted the net over Jesus and gave him to um, over to the Pharisees and Sadducees, to say the least. Just, just hang with me though. I, I'm just saying, if Judas had a hype man that kept him focused, it would probably be the guy who still had his mother-in-law around because of Jesus. <laughs> Well, we're not really sure as to whether Judas even had a mother-in-law or was married. No, no, the other guy. The other, the other that's, guy. that's Simon. Yeah. Simon had a mother-in-law. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's following Judas down like, you're going to do this, man. You're going to do this. you got to do this, man. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm off the rails here. Sorry. Yes, very Let's much so. So we're going to shorten the leash that on him. That takes us all the way back to episode two when Bo kept getting off the rails. He's like, toot-toot. We're going to get back to the train, right? <laughs> we'll get back. Oh, look, a chicken. Exactly. <laughs> So where were we? You dangle the you dangle the feathers in front of him to bring him back in, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Here, look at this. Look at this. It's yep. really pretty. Sometimes yeah. it's okay. just my keys. That's just like fishing. Yeah, yeah, we'll get out the keys here in a minute. Um, that's just like in fishing. If you want to to get your point across, especially in fishing, if you are going for a specific type of fish, there's times that a simple bait, worm on a hook, does the trick. But then there's times that a worm on the hook just doesn't get it. So you throw a artificial bait on. It can be an artificial worm. It can be twister tail type of rigging, buzz bait, spinner bait that will add a level of flash and noise. Now, as you notice, a lot of churches today, they have tossed the flash. They've even dim the lights not sure on some of them if you're going into the club if you're going into church um they've got smoke machines yeah i don't go to those no more it's <laughs> <laughs> like i got out of i stopped drinking i don't need to go to the club oh oh we're going to church i'm a recovered charismatic <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it is sunday morning after a long saturday night you need the lights dim well i tell you what if if you're spending your time to too much country music there, Alan. if you're spending too much time, <laughs> hey, listen, there's enough country music that identifies that Jesus still still rocked it all. And uh, <laughs> hey, if there was ever a a politically incorrect rock star, Jesus would have been it. Um, I mean, how many people do you know that can enter into a city on the back of a colt of a mother donkey? that had never been ridden upon and walk comes in. People are throwing their clothes down. The throwing palm leaves down and people say, Hey, tell you people to stop. And he says, if these people stop, the rocks are going to start hollering. So when you've got that type of scenario going on, it's like, that's a rock star. 
I was like, the rocks oh, are going yes. to start. The, the rocks are <laughs> going to start praising praising me. If you, you tell these people to quiet down, the rocks are going to start doing it. So rock and roll, Jesus. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Thanks, I'm getting, Sterling. I'm getting help from all sides. That's a good thing. And that's the beauty of when you're going fishing, whether you are going out with your family and actually fishing, but when you're fishing with someone or you are trying to get that gospel message across to someone you've got to find out that specific thing that that really gets to them now i know bo over here enjoys playing instruments you play a little bit of guitar or bass guitar guitar okay so if i want to get in and work a message or find a way i'm going to find out what he likes and that's going to be the bait I'm going to use to get in my conversation with him on Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, you, I can start with political, but I know we're going to end up with bad hair day at some <laughs> point. But we'll eventually get back to the word. But I'll, I'll give you what bait you need till I get you where I need you. And then when I got you there, you'll, you'll eventually give up and you'll take the bait. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> later, ah. it's not quite like that but um but that is how you work that and that's what um so when these guys originally when james andrew simon and john all got called it was like when someone goes through you see something that they've never seen before they've caught fish before and they've they've done okay what they, what Jesus allowed them to see is something far beyond that. Yeah. These boats were ready to sink. So they're struggling to get them in. And the amount of fish, this is just unseen. So he's got them. He has given them, he has cast the net and given them something that is far exceeds their expectations. When you, uh, and when, once that takes place, then he's got the opportunity to say exactly what he said. There in verse 10, it said, Fear not, for henceforth thou shalt catch men. And I, I'm a fisherman, and I'm like, how does that work? And he's, he never grasped the concept. He said, you cast the net. You cast the word of God out. And whatever comes into that net, whatever that net, whatever gets caught in that net is caught in that net. It's going to come in. It's going to hear exactly what the word has. And that's the, that is the absolute beautiful thing about the word of God. There is, if you've got someone that has a, a vast knowledge of military attributes, you can bring up Gibeon and, or Gideon, Gideon in the 300. Or military, um, how do I want to word it? No way in the world you win a war the way Joshua won a war. How did Joshua win a war? From day one to day six, he walked around the city. On day seven, he walked around it seven times. And they simply said, when you get to the end, when you get to the seventh, 
tell the priests to blow the trumpets and then tell the people to shout. Now, at what point, when you think of how do I conquer my enemy, do you say marching around is going to get me the victory? Blowing a horn is going to get me the victory. Everything in that says there's just no way. I'm like, hold on. Let's see what the rest of the story is. That seventh time around, the trumpets are blown. The people shout. By faith, they were given, in my opinion, probably one of their biggest victories. Because, I mean, literally, they didn't shoot an arrow. They didn't do any battling rams. Bad, um, bad, bad, they didn't use rams on the gates. What no guns fired, because they didn't have them. What no arrows, what no spears thrown, they marched. The simplest of victories. And it wasn't their first victory as a nation. But on that side of the Jordan River, it was. And the interesting thing is now we've got a few people going, how in the world? Well, turn into the book of Joshua. It's probably chapter 2 or chapter 3. It's the sixth book, by the way. Yeah, which is the sixth book. <laughs> not not the third rock from the sun, but the sixth book of the Bible. And you can get into there. There's conquest. Hand-to-hand combat. Mm, sort of. David and Goliath. Everyone knows David and Goliath. That looks like an absolute un- improbability for a victory in that. You can take that story and get to someone that, well, likes slingshots. There are a specific net of the group of people that uh, hunt with a slingshot, whether it be steel ball or with arrow, which is actually pretty cool. I just want to state that for the record. That is very cool. If you get a shot at uh, trying that, give it a go. Um, I have seen people take down wild boar. With a, with a slingshot. And so that's something. Check it out. But that's how this fishing aspect. You will henceforth catch men. You take the word of God. You see the person that's in front of you. You know enough about them. That you can give them the word. In such a way that it makes sense. It gives them the opportunity to say. All right. Okay. Then you can get in a little bit further. You can expound upon it. When you think of life in, I have, well, Saul, which would then be be surnamed Paul. He spent his life at the top of the crest in as far as the Jews are concerned. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees identified. But all his accomplished, he, he declared him to be dung. Why? Because on a Damascus road, Jesus called out, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? When you've got that scenario, then so now you've got someone that said, I've done all this. I've persecuted the church. I've done all this wrong. Great thing is, it don't matter how bad you are, as anyone today can say, well, I'm just too bad. Jesus can't save me. I'll let you in on a secret. 
This is a big secret, so everyone listen closely. Get a little closer to your cameras and everything. That camera right there. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. You weren't born. So, therefore, it was all future sin. So, everything you've ever done wrong was before. It has been forgiven, solidified, taken care of. All you got to do is simply say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I know you died for me and you rose again. Forgive me my sins. That's pretty simple. You got to mean it. Yeah, you got to mean it. You got to mean it. You got to mean it right here. But I mean, if you come with a with a, a, a sincerity com- with complete sincerity, and that's really surrendering and humbling yourself to the fact that you're willing to take this word exactly as it is, and then you can reach people. When you want to make a friend, you find something you can connect with that person. Same with passing on the gospel. God's word. Four men got to see victory. And like I said, it could have been because of taxation. So they could have been back on their taxes because I think just about everyone was back on taxes then. It's like, if you think taxes are bad now, they had it bad. Um, you not only lost your house, you were enslaved and uh, put in jail till you could pay. So I guess they were saying, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably would have Whatever gone, their version. It might have been Nero or Caesar, one, one of the Caesars. Um, there, was, there was about 10. Whoever was racing chariots at the time, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. They, I think they all were uh, using, uh, using a bad situation to go. But right. to say the least, the beautiful thing is, is when we go fishing for people to bring to Christ, you only have to find a commonality. And that is your bait. You have been given that artificial bait. You've been given that dough ball. Uh, you've been given that mud pack for uh, uh, carp or catfish fishermen. You you know that good stink bait. Well, sometimes you've been given hot dogs, marinated and Kool Aid, and cornflakes overnight. Well, oh knows what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> and, and if that were if that does the trick, then guess what? That's all you needed. Mm-hmm. You you got victory on the water. Well. Same scenario. Um, there, there's times a good pack of jalapeno peppers will, will reach somebody. You can start right there. You say, I brought you some peppers. And that just opened up the door for the conversation. It was like, you know, I know a few other people that have been in some hot situations. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> <laughs> or as I like to call them, Chad, Mike, and Ben. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you, if somebody was to approach me with a gospel message, cheesy like that i would blow them off i i, I would <laughs> I, I would just like you man <laughs> i get it <laughs> i mean i totally understand the whole the the fishing in that I, I get it yeah but i think that there's a little more to to the ministry of jesus then and and how it relates to us oh yes um, oh yes um I believe that he draws everybody to him. We are hardwired with a knowledge of God. Now, what we do with that knowledge, that's that's the next thing that we have to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
the gospel tends to really speak for itself <laughs> in a lot in, in a lot of ways. I, I mean, and I don't. I can I can see approaching people like that. I really can. It doesn't work but for everyone. But yeah, but, but yeah. that's not something that everybody. You'd have to be gifted in that particular way of yeah. handling things. But I, I think a lot of Christians aren't wired like that. They're just no, they're no. just so happy that. They're hanging on the very edge of heaven going, got my fingers on there. I'm good. Yeah. You know? And see, that's kind of the problem. Um, one of the gentlemen that Jesus had healed the blind man, he says, well, it's, you know, they're sitting there persecuting him. It's like, well, you know, tell us about this. It was like, well, I was blind and now I can see. What else do you need to know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, here's my truth. I was blind. I can see. And if that's all you've got, guess what? That's your, that's, that's your, that's, that's good, good enough. enough. Um, they can receive it. God will, you know, it's just as it says in Corinthians, um, you know, Paul may have planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. So it's it's only for you to open the door. You can give them the seed however however it best works for you. Um, this this notion of going fishing is just, just a simple aspect of just one avenue. It's it's you've got to find your niche. If you're a hunter, you hang out with hunters. You talk with hunters. You approach the gospel in the same in the same fashion. You approach you. Um, I I approach probably the gospel message the same way, uh, probably a little bit the same way the old Phil Robertson would. It's right there. Yeah, read it. I was Just, worried. You know, here. I was worried. I thought I thought we were going the hunting route where like you'll gather up non-believers and you string them up in a tree for a few days till they finally break. No, 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 yeah. no. No, no, it, I don't think it, it works that way. It, no, it doesn't work that <laughs> trees way. Trees of the people. Yeah, I've, I've had that's my question. Trees of the people, there, Alan. I've had to duct tape a couple people down to chairs, but that's a whole different. <laughs> that's a different scenario. Yeah, that's that's different. a different okay. scenario. Sorry, statute of limitations, right? It's, it's been long ago. <laughs> no, that's me. Oh, never mind. I got him clean though. <laughs> that's, hey, that's yeah. that's you do what you got to do. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We'll leave it here. There we go. Absolutely. No, in the end, it is your job as a fisherman is to find the tools and the avenue that works greatest for you on giving the gospel. If you are someone that has a gift of music and a gift of song, you can share that in the essence of music. And the hearts can be changed through the music. As loud as you can, through the wall, <laughs> so that other people can't avoid it. It happens that way. I used to yes. play music Wear them really down. Loud. <laughs> I used to play music really, really loud when I lived at the apartment complex uh, before I moved here, and um, we had drums and we had we had a full band sometimes going. But uh, thankfully, I had very gracious neighbors that they were like, "Yeah, dude, turn it up." <laughs> I had three, three other apartments all the way around. They're like, "Yeah, <laughs> rock and roll, dude." Exactly. And so, yes, I I take it. I've done youth ministry, and I'm sure you've done a little bit of that also, haven't you? Okay. So you got oh, it. Yeah. You have. And that's where this gone fishing type of. Yeah, I've seen the gambit of time. You know, so <laughs> so you've got you've got say you've got twenty six kids in there. All twenty six aren't going to just. Well, this is what Psalm twenty three says, and this is the meaning of it, and they're not all going to get saved. Oh well, yeah, you can't just. So, so you can't you, just read from scripture and and expect to affect somebody's yeah. heart. Yeah, but, so so that's but there's, that's, a, but there's a call to the to the gospel in a and, oh yes and, oh and yes a, and that's that's and the you have to push that button if you don't yeah, push that it's, button well, you're spinning your wheel. see that's well 
That's the whole notion is is you're opening the door of the word. Once the word is open and they are receiving the word, then you walk them just as you're reeling in the fish. You're walking them to the destination that you want them to get to, which is to the cross, to the final word on it. Christ's life was sinless, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, went to the cross, mock trial to say the least. Lie, 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 lie. Lied on him more than they lied on any other politicians that we've clearly heard and known here in the last few days. A whole nother. 20 minutes on Jimmy Kimmel recently. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're not naming any names. No. Because they can't name themselves. (laughs) Where are we? What are we doing? Got Sterling hey, shaking my his head. I, I know I we're doing a great job whenever I see Sterling shaking his head. I need an insurer. I need an insurer. That's not fair. I drink insurers every day. Hey, I did. We're going to take time. their yachts. We're going to take their yachts. Uh, yeah. Yes, we're going to take their yachts. Yeah. But yes, no. It, the end result is the gospel message of exactly what Christ has done. But you've got to get that door open. Um, you know, a lot of people passing out tracks. I don't know how many doors I've had shut in my face, been down that road. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at the same time, I've stood in a grocery, uh, a line at Walmart and started a conversation with the person behind me. Yeah. <laughs> and it could just be, um, who in the world buys X number of this and knowing full well that they're in the 10 items or less. And they've clearly got 20. It, just because you've got two of everything totaling for single item <laughs> specific <laughs> So you've got, you've got 20 cans of soup, 10 different varieties. So, no, I've only got 10 items. 10 corn, yeah. 10 chicken. But you see them grabbing too much, you can say, well, hey, you know, uh, uh, I see that you got too much there. I knew another guy that you uh, that uh, wanted too much, and then you just relate it to the Bible. and That was end. Judas. He wanted too much. <laughs> Judas oh. wanted too much. Oh, Snickers. You know who you don't snicker at? Jesus. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> Judas done that, and he found himself at the end of a, end of a rope, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, it is you approach each fashion, each individual, how you start that conversation with them. And how I look at this in Gone Fishing is – I am opening the door for you to communicate with your neighbor to show them the love that you have, that God has shown you. Christ is your propitiation. He's the one that has justified you, freed you. You know, we've all sinned to come short of the glory of God, but you've got to finish the rest of that because we cannot have God's righteousness. He identified what his righteousness looked like because it was in the law. And it was identified by the prophets. But because man fell in the garden, we've got to come to an understanding. We've got to come to an agreement. And that simple agreement is what Christ took care of upon the cross. Now, the deceiver can try to say whatever he wants. But if you've been redeemed, the beautiful thing is, is the old devil will say, well, Bo, you've done this. And Jesus said, that's been uh, your honor. That's been redeemed. I like that. <laughs> well, 
Your Honor, Josh done this. Your Honor, point of order, redeemed. He did it multiple times, probably. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah, the devil was like. He's a slow learner. <laughs> I've, I've got a sheet, Lord. I've got a sheet, God. Here, here's the sheet on Josh. Here's here's the folder on Alan. <laughs> it slaps down like something like looks like a phone book. <laughs> you see kids' phone books. <laughs> they're just, just not Google what it. Google they're it. just yeah. They're, Google it. They're not they're, just what strong men. Books tear. the size of your phone. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I, I think you could still find the yellow pages right. on your phone. Yeah, I, I find it. Uh, I find it good the, to start a conversation with with the weather. Usually that's yeah. Usually that's. A good way to like it's, it's relatable. never meet a stranger because yeah, everybody wants to talk about the weather, even if they like don't like to to talk to other people. There's there no I've known plenty of people that just don't like other people, but they'll talk about the weather with you, and it's always a good end because then before you know it, you're half an hour, forty five minutes into conversation with you with with them, and you can tell they're begrudging about it. <laughs> like, I don't like most people. That's my problem. Like, it's, <laughs> raining, it's raining it's cats true. and dogs, but what if it was raining fish? Yeah. And but you get that, right? <laughs> that, w- <laughs> that would not go swimmingly, I tell you. Um, nice, nice. Just uh, in the middle of the desert. But speaking of fishing, because yes, um, I, th- I think this is a good place to roll into the, into the family portion. So, oh, yeah. Um, I like you're fresh back from a, a fishing trip, yes, right, Pop? So, yes, um, yes. whereabouts? And tell us about a couple of uh, those uh, oh, my wonderful goodness, catches you my got. My goodness, we went up to the Great North, up north, and uh, which I did learn that the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, a uh, the northern half of Wisconsin and the northern half of Minnesota was under the discussion of becoming their own state called the Superior. Which uh, I would have been perfectly fine with. You reach a point in the state of Wisconsin where once you pass it, there's no such thing as an interstate. That goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, bars are not just single buildings. They're also someone's home. And um, plenty of bear hunters, plenty of motorcycle riders. And uh, during the winter, plenty of uh, snowmobilers, to say the least. But we were up there. And we were in the northwest Wisconsin, up near the top point of the UP. Also, we stayed in the UP. The we were we were hanging out with the Oopers. And uh, were there any scoopers? Were there Oopers? Well, scoopers? I think there was a few scoopers. And they were illegally camped on our <laughs> camped in the campground, which was very nice, very very luxurious um to say the least uh, the accommodations were lovely the showers the water was warm no cold showers that's that's always a good day and uh, when you take a shower good day when it's warm water yeah. but uh we got up there we left out saturday morning got up there somewhat late saturday evening it's good 10 10 11 hour trip with stops and we made it fairly quickly but we got up there, got the camper picked up, brought it over to the campsite. And uh, so pretty much Saturday was Saturday was washed. We're not fishing Saturday. But Sunday we get up, we hit the water. Um, gratefully, they were the ones that uh, limited us out on walleye. So we, One day we limited out on, on that. But I did manage to hook into a 34-and-a-half-inch muskie. 
Ooh, right on. Massive hog, and not on a steel leader, to say the least. We were running, uh, I was running twister tail grubs. Um, so, all good fishermen fish with twister tail grubs. I'm sure there'll be a comment saying, no, good fishermen fish with something else. But um, there hasn't been a species of fish that I've been available to catch that I haven't caught on one. But, uh, so, we finished the week catching some pretty good size smallies, smallmouth bass. And uh, we got on the discussion of northern pike, which in the great up north, that's one of the fish you they love to see, big, big northerns. And uh, the lake we fish is somewhat of a shallow lake, so it warms up quickly. So when the ice comes off, it'll heat up fairly quickly. The water was stayed in a range about 61, 62 degrees. It dropped down from there a little bit. Um, my son and my dad... We were all up there together, all caught fish. We put together five days of great fishing. Absolutely unheard of. My dad goes up there um, four or five times a year, and they don't put those kind of trips together. But at the same time, they've reached an age where, you know, they take a vacation to head up there. They're not fishing that hard. They're like, if the weather seems to, eh, we'll just, wait here in the camper, drink some coffee <laughs> till the weather looks a little better and then we'll go. Um, but we went up on the notion we were going to fish. So we, we was able to put some good days of fishing and, um, last day that were, or not last day, the, uh, Thursday when we was up there, Jim, where he's discussing Northern Pikes. Like I said, it's a shallow lake. So it warms up quick. Dad's like, uh, Northern's like cold water. So if you want to catch good sized Northern's, it's got to be some colder water, um, to really get them into that longevity. Plus you catch anything of any size in a Northern up there, great up North, they'll keep those. So, um, he identified that, uh, his biggest one was a 37. So we're running topwater bait, uh, baits, um, called flukes and, you just kind of walk the dog with him, just just kind of give a little bit of flash across the top, you know, kind of that cheap dancing, you know, kind of sway to one side, step to the other side, step to this side, step to that side, and uh, <laughs> now you just need need a good good beat to go with it, and uh, so it was walking on the water like Jesus walking on the water. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, hey, Peter walked on the water for a little while. Yeah, for a little while. Till he took his eyes off of Jesus, and that's where so many people go wrong. They take their eyes off of Jesus. But uh, so, get on this topic of northern pikes, and within fifteen minutes of the conversation, Jim hooks in and uh, brings in a thirty-two and a half inch northern pike. And I mean, it like I said, it was phenomenal. Friday, we get to Friday, and someone unleashed, and I think it's a government conspiracy. <laughs> I'll add my own sound effect, and Josh can adjust accordingly later. No, <laughs> <laughs> no we'll leave it just like it was. <laughs> just like that. Because yeah. <laughs> um, the cottonwood came in, and, and that's the only thing I can relate it to is, is is a cottonwood tree and it releasing its seedlings. But it was literally, it looked like it was snowing. We've got video of it. <laughs> and uh, it's like this is, it was getting wet, getting on the lines. It was just clogging up the lines. You just, just wasn't worth getting it. You're taking 10, 15 minutes to clear your line to cast again. So he's like, we're done. Uh, let's head back. So we'll, the 
head back? He's like, yeah, yeah, to Indiana. So we came back a day early, um, but it was a good thing, good time. And any time you catch the fish that Jim and I caught, and, of course, I know people have caught bigger, but for us, um, that was a trip nine years in the making. Nine years ago was the last time that we was up there. So um, it's going to be a hard hard one. Um, for those of you that uh, um, may recognize my face, I do go to Lighthouse Community Church. Like them, follow them on Facebook. I do do a little word from the word this past week, and one of them was called, on, was called Yesterday. And it's it was on, on your YouTube channel, More on the More? More on, well, not yet. Not yet. Uh, not yet. I've got to finish editing That's a strange up. name for a channel, not yet. Well, hey, <laughs> only for you it's not. For someone out there, they're going, that is the best idea in the world. Not yet. Not yet. That's, that sounds like an Abbott and Costello thing in the making there. Yes, absolutely. And I am most certain that you and Alan can perform that beautifully. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Subscribe certainly. to Not Yet. Not Yet. <laughs> With Alan McFarlane. Yes. <laughs> so we headed back, and it was just a beautiful trip. We drove through the night, got back. Um, we got home, I shouldn't say early in the morning, because when we got home, it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. We left out about 2, 3 o'clock. So by the time we got home in Indy, it was uh, it was early. Then took the family and went out for breakfast, if I remember correctly. <laughs> hey, man, just went to breakfast with other people you didn't even know. You just showed up like family, and they're like, "What? Who is this stranger?" Hey, well, he's paying for the meal, so sure, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're game. See, see, fishing, free food. <laughs> you can reach a lot of souls with free food. You can. Jesus did. He done it with five thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. That, that wasn't the only time. I had plenty of friends growing up that they only wanted to go to church because they knew that there was going to be fried chicken afterwards. <laughs> Baptist church. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say it's not say non denominational, but you know, yeah, it's probably Baptist. If I had Baptist, to, if I had Baptist to pay. D. Baptist D. Yeah. <laughs> Baptist vibe. <laughs> Bayside Baptist, I don't know how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> ba- ba- Bayside? Yeah. Ba- Bayside it, Baptist. If it includes nine by 13 inch casserole dishes <laughs> at least three times a month, you're probably a Baptist. Baptist adjacent. That's what call it. I like the phrase adjacent. Yeah, adjacent. Yes. Uh, Bo, you're a big fisherman. Uh, I'm sure you got a good fishing story for us, don't you? I've always got lots of good fishing stories. Can you, you want true ones? I was saying, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the fish was this big. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but certainly, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a few of your posts out there on the on the interwebs there. Well, I I, uh, I think the neatest thing that I saw was last year. I was fishing for bass, and I wasn't really doing having much luck. And I noticed that I kept catching a lot of smaller catfish. Where I go, there's some really nice big cats, and that's pretty much if I'm going for cats, that's what I go for. But I'm in kind of a shallow area, and I'm in, I'm on a pontoon, and I'm looking down. And you know how you can just see things flash. Yeah. And I saw somebody else's lure trying to draw you in. Maybe so, but <laughs> fishing them in. And so I'm kind of like sticking that down in the water. I'm trying to move it around, and and it, it's a catfish. Catfish is about you know, 14 inches long. And it has the biggest crappie let, let, let the I have show. ever seen. 
the crappie was almost as big as the catfish, and it was just stuck in his mouth. <laughs> and he couldn't get out, and it was just like this crazy struggle. And it, I was like, man, I wish I could have that. That's the biggest crappie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's right there. But uh, I don't know. I just think that's one of the weirdest things. Other than that, I just fish a lot, man. When when I I haven't this year. Yeah. Um, but I was looking at like my. Look at your Facebook. Your memories. Your memories. Yeah. This time seven years ago, I had 518 largemouth bass that I have caught, and that's just the largemouth bass, not counting all the other fish. So I've kind of slowed down in my fishing, but well, it sounds like you're good at finding like the nesting doll fish. You sure that wasn't like <laughs> <laughs> bass on bass on bass on bass? I caught 88 largemouth in that lake in one day on one lure. Whoa. I was thinking a purple candy bass stopper with a white stripe. I was thinking like one fish swallow and the other like that. Uh, uh, you know, thinking like the, the the they do that turkey ducking thing that they do at Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, hey everybody, uh, Thanksgiving's gonna be real interesting this year. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now let's just analyze the price on a turducken right now. <laughs> well, I just thought about like what a what a weird thing to see and talk about a struggle. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It was like. Oh, <laughs> I felt I bad for both of them. I, I don't even know what you'd would you call that with those two together, and I don't think we could say it on this program if we could think of the nope. name. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Ellen, uh, it is so, June. Was, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a rooster fish. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. One. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Okay, Before we get too far down that rabbit hole, Alan, do you have a fishing story? Um, you know, I just have good memories. Uh, my my uncle uh, loved to go fishing and hunting. He was real big on that. I think he still does, maybe. Not as much these days. But, I mean, there was no way growing up where I did with my immediate family I was ever going to be out on a lake or something. But my uncle would take me out during the summer and we'd go night fishing, um, usually on like Monroe or something like that. And there was nothing like packing the largest picnic you could possibly pack just to go sit in a boat all night and eat most of the time and wait for a fish a little bit of the time and uh, yank a few of them out of the water and just to feel like you you succeeded and you've actually gone out there for the right reason. Exactly. And then I would doze off and typically wake up when he was going back to shore as the sun was coming up. He worked nights, so um, I usually wake up. And I just remember one morning he was flying back to what felt like flying back to shore and just the water is pounding just i'm bang, i'm laying on the very front of the boat just getting just jostled up and down yeah, i woke so, up and i see oh, all so you were you were going against the wake so it was waking you up it was waking mm, yeah. me up yeah the wake was waking me. <laughs> thanks Bill. I, I just remember the the sight i just woke up and saw all of the fisher all, all the boats lined up for a tournament that that day oh man and i just remember waking like we're the only people in the water that i've seen all night long and I'm a little kid. This is, this is something we're doing. It's kind of neat and different. And now I'm waking up like, holy crap. There's like, holy crappie. There's, <laughs> there's like 200 boats out here. This yeah. is insane. No wonder he wants off the water so fast. Yeah. He doesn't want to know what we caught. Yeah. But they can't today. And then going home, being horribly tired. And he's still like, no, no, we have to flay all these. Yeah. We're going to flay these and we're going to go to bed. And then we wake up. Your aunt's going to have all these fried up. <laughs> yeah, I, I have two modes of fishing. Either I'm in bass fishing, see how big of a bass I can hunt mode, or I'm in how much meat can I put in my freezer by the end of the night. So there is no in-between. It's either one or the other. One of them is hard work, and the other one is much more relaxing. 
Now, see, that's honestly, I, I can say we've went out to catch fish. And I, I never, uh, ne- never uh, necessarily approach it in the fashion of, um, of, of work. When when I go to fish, I, I'm having a good time. Oh, I have now, granted. Time, well, I mean, I, I don't. I um, I never fret. The Lord's always provided at least one fish. There's not a whole lot of times I can say I got skunked. Although didn't there were there were some some days it took a little while to to get. Well, on days get, when I get, get skunked, I always just think, well, any day with a line in the water is better than the day without a line in the water. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, there, yeah. me, I, I enjoy it all, but if I'm in the mood for, like, if I want to invite some friends over and have big old catfish meal, I guarantee I'm going out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's going to be work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, one nice 18-pounder, that's a whole lot of meat. Yeah, you can get a whole lot of chicken nuggets out of, or fish nuggets, <laughs> fish nuggets, <laughs> catfish nuggets. I, you know what? I just think those those days. I think that's what really has me in the love in love with kayaking, things like that. Like I just remember those good times on the water. Yeah, not so many good days on the shore, but a lot of good days on the water. <laughs> but uh, see me, I don't I don't like to go out on the water. I have a bad relationship with the water, and, and there's several reasons why. Um, but um, I do have a lot of good memories fishing with Grandpa. Um, dad for sure um he took us out a lot and um i remember, remember like back when i was like worm worm oh dad get it off the hook he's like you're gonna have to get over that son <laughs> <laughs> so i learned i learned real quick that i had to had to get over that son <laughs> which is something, uh, about, something about that's alive and you're piercing something through it and you're like yeah. oh crap like yeah. minnows my my uncle would be like oh just run it right right under its spine it's cool no big deal and i'm like dude it's looking at me breathing <laughs> No, it was out of the water. It wasn't breathing at all. <laughs> but as a kid, it was just looking at things and gasping, looking and it's looking right at you. You're like, ah, oh, crap! You want to run a you want to run this giant hook through this little bitty fish? Uh, but, Come on, uh, if Rambo can sew himself up, it's not going to hurt hurt that little minnow. I have a fishing story. Can I tell it's kind of late fishing? Oh, story? sure, yeah, sure. This is going to be a little telling about my son Kobe. He's 33, but this goes back to when he was about four. Me and my buddy Steve. Took uh, my son Kobe down Cataract Lake, Kegel's Fall. We're going to do some crappie fishing. So you go in, you walk up all the way around the spillway and come back down. It's a nice little shelf. Um, we had a whole bunch of whole bunch of crappie bait. Uh, and I kept, I got him a pole, went through all this, doing everything I could do to get this kid to get into fishing. He never, he never got into the mix of it. But I like to keep him pretty close to me. And, uh, so me and Steve were fishing, and I'd go over there and make sure he was Kobe was entertained. He liked to play with our bait, and, and I was sitting there, and he's going, hey, "Fishy, fishy, 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 fishy," <laughs> and I'm like looking over, and I'm like, "What is this kid doing?" And he had got a stick, probably about a foot long, and he had gotten my bait, a worm, a cricket, <laughs> a worm, a cricket. And he starts dropping it in the water. Uh, and he's like, it's a fish kebab, Dad. <laughs> it's a fish kebab. And so still to this day, I'll tease him about that. That's that's pretty awesome. He's like, it's a fish kebab. Yeah, you should have him over uh, grilling one time. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, well, everybody else is having steak. Guess what I got for you? Well, I, I taught him some Monty Python, too, after that. So he's on the bank going, ooh, fishy, 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 fish. 
<laughs> Good times. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, out of all all the times I've been fishing, uh, my my favorite style of fishing is I don't really. I mean, I'll go out on the boat, but I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I don't really care for being out on the boat. Like I said, I don't really. Me and the water don't really mix all that well. But I don't mind relaxing on the shore, casting out a pole, let the bobber sit out on the water, and then just like sit back and drink my sweet tea and and uh, wait for the fish to come to me. You know, uh, that's. That's the way I find it relaxing to go fishing. I know that's not everybody's style. I know that's not everybody's pick, but that's that's what calms me down. If I if I do go fishing, I like to do it that way. And but I, I've I've caught the, both the biggest fish I ever caught doing it that way, and I've caught the smallest fish I ever caught doing it that way. The biggest fish, uh, um, uh, I had I had to use both hands to carry that fish out of the water, so that was a lot of fun. And that was with my friend Zach. Um, and then the smallest fish I ever caught, um, I I could barely get my thumb in its mouth. <laughs> and I said, "So, what do you think, Zach? Uh, should we take a picture with it?" And I go, <laughs> "Pitch the two fingers Wait, around its say, it looks belly. Bi- it looks bigger if you hold it real close." <laughs> wow, this fish looks huge. Except I can see your nostril behind it. One nostril behind it. <laughs> That's why when I took that picture of that big mushroom, I put it. I touched it to my face, <laughs> so people can't say I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, what are those called? Uh, big morels. Morels, yeah. Morels. Oh man, I've had a morel in forever. I'll let me next spring. Right. Another <laughs> hunting trip, to, to another kind of hunting trip to go down, and uh, another way to get into the stories. Thought about um, letting some wood rot and some peat sit in my backyard like a oh, Come on. <laughs> You're just hoping. Come on. <laughs> Give this two or three years, maybe a spore will flow and come flighting, flowing through my backyard. Bam. All it Got really him. comes, though, is pollen and ragweed That's just true. causing you to sneeze and wheeze. <laughs> now that sounds like a great rock song <laughs> or a rock band right welcome to the stage sneeze and wheeze <laughs> with our first song let's snort some claritin <laughs> our number one hit achoo <laughs> Nope. 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 Ain't having it. Not a part of this. <laughs> Not a part of it. You guys got your first nope out of me. <laughs> I think that was the third one I got out of you, sir. I said uh, program before. I the got show? To- oh, you did, didn't you? Did I say nope earlier? Yeah, Maybe. I sure did. Maybe I did. <laughs> so uh, moving into the politics portion of this week. Um, politicking. Yeah, let's get some politicking done. It's been quite um, a week. This yeah, it has been quite a week, and so this first story uh, it's coming to us from ABC uh, ABC Seven News. Uh, <laughs> um, so the headline uh, is something we're all feeling: highest ever recorded average gas prices surpass five dollars per gallon in the U.S. I mean, I use Upside guys, so I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Just save you nine cents a month, twenty four cents a gallon yesterday. They don't pay me to say this, guys, but man, upside is really twenty four cents a gallon. Was I mean, it's still five hundred one, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> still. But it was kind of nice to get like three bucks back. So what we're saying is, upside, please sponsor us, and and uh, we'll, we'll appreciate it for sure. We're poor. Um, <laughs> That's why we need you everywhere. Um, I live in a band. Down by the <laughs> river. I live in That's why we're talking about fishing. That's Down by the river. <laughs> it's an these gas line. prices, they don't amount to jack squat. Um, okay. 
Anyway, gas prices. Yes, moving on. So uh, in Washington, uh, 7 News, ABC 7 News, uh, the pain at the pump continues to tick upward as the national average price of gas surpassed the $5 mark for the first time on Thursday ever in recorded history. Uh, according to uh, GasBuddy.com. Thank um, you, Joe. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Uh, the average cost for a gallon of regular gas Thursday reached $5.17 uh, in D.C., uh, compared to $4.79 per gallon in Virginia and $4.99 per gallon in Maryland, AAA reported. Um, gas, buddy, uh, gas Buddy, correction there. Gas <laughs> Buddy actually tweeted out um, the national average uh, price of gas in the U.S. has officially surpassed $5 per gallon this morning, the highest ever recorded. Uh, and then they have they have actually a link. So if you go to ABC7 News uh, um, and check out their website, uh, they'll have more information there. What are we thinking, guys? What, what are we, we feeling doing? about our uh, gas prices going uh, well above five dollars this week? How about you uh, put those <coughs> put those restrictions back on Iran? Go back to the table with uh, the OPEC nations, and uh, how about these states give us a break on the state? Fuel taxes. I mean, like here we're paying 60-something cents in tax on every gallon that we pump. Then the federal taxes are high as well. I mean, in Indiana alone, we'd be saving around a dollar a gallon if they just let go of the tax on our gas for a few months. Um, and percentage-wise, if it keeps rising, obviously that dollar becomes a dollar twenty, dollar thirty, dollar forty. Um, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah. Are you listening, Holcomb? Alan's spitting facts right now, so I just want you to listen up. It's not that hard, guys. Math math is math, guys. But on on the federal level, I mean, really what this boils down to is that, you know, when you – there's words I can't say on this. Um, (laughs) Family family show. Yes, yes, yes. I backed it up. Um, (laughs) But speaking of backing things up, you know, when you turn around and you let Iran play with nuclear weapons or – nuclear power that may equate to nuclear weapons. Their neighbors who have valuable assets don't necessarily like that. And so that's why they said, "Eh, you know what? We're still going to pump oil. We're still going to give you some because we like your money, but we're not going to do it in a way that makes us, that's going to benefit you. Yeah. So this happened in February, I think. Now we didn't fill it then because you have two different types of fuel. You have your summer blend and you have your winter blend. So we had an excess of, an excessive amount of winter blend. And even then it was still like three or $4 a gallon. Then you switch over to summer blend. We haven't been getting oil from the OPEC nations because we screwed them over. And now it's Putin's fault when in fact it's bad policy. <laughs> Cause I'm so tired. I'm so tired of hearing they're doing everything they can. They've done everything. Biden can't, isn't affecting your fuel. It's this, it's that it's the other thing. It's bad policy and it's, OPEC nations treating us the way we deserve to be treated when we put them in debt and we put them in danger. Yeah. So I'm off my soapbox. Sorry. No, perfectly fine. It, it, for them to say it's everything else. The buck stops at the top. Don't run the crap down the hill and let the guy at the bottom be the one to clean up the mess. That's what America's getting tired of. Take the blame do the job right. End of discussion. I like your pauses, man. They're like so. They're like so authoritative. It's yes. fantastic. I love it. And if Imagine you know, that if it wasn't for the cost, life. just <laughs> if it wasn't for the cost of the mic, I'd go ahead and drop it. Right, right, right. Because I think that kind of that sums it up. I mean, that's where we're at. We're tired of a do, pop- your, do your job. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> do the, do the job. Um, if if you were elected, as you say you are. 
do the job. It's pretty simple. They had one rule in the garden. I got one rule for the administration. Do the job right. right. If you can't, back out just the way you came in and let someone get it done. Because this is a land of opportunity. And the only opportunity that I see right now is that anyone that is in the oil industry is getting fat. And then a few years down the line, they'll go through and say, well, they made so much money. They made so much money. Um, um, we yeah. need to raise the taxes on them. Right. I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of right. the fact that, like, they don't factor in, okay, this company made a ton of money, right? Okay, so what if that company made a ton of money? You're, you're, all of the other things that affected them that actually allowed them to make that money cost them that much on every other end. Yeah. So, yeah. sure, they made a million more dollars this year, $200 million more this year, but they also paid out. You're not considering – they're looking at gross. They're not looking at net. You've got wages. That oil – has to be transported. The cost to transport the oil, up also. Truck drivers, transporting it to the gas stations. Mm -hmm. Those people are making money. They've got to fuel their trucks. That fuel, hey, <laughs> it isn't cheap either. I just want to, It's I, worse than gas. I just want that same rule applied to people who are making $15 minimum wage. Like, you made more money this year than you ever have yeah. flipping burgers. Ever. <laughs> I know. Ever. But I paid so out a bunch in gas. No, we don't want to hear that. You made, made more, more money, money this year than you ever have. <laughs> you know, the, right? the economy is doing so much better. Really? I can't tell. I'm running out of a check faster than I'm getting it. Uh, Bob Dylan said, uh, I don't have to put my finger in the air and know which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, it's exactly. true. It's true. <laughs> true it's just I, I just heard that the quote i heard this week was like when you entertain the clowns you become the circus exactly and, and i feel like that's where we are <laughs> you know yeah. i feel like it's where we are as a country we entertain the clowns yeah it's it, it's some days it's like we're living in this alternate reality some days it's just like things that have been so ingrained in us historically it's like they just can want to completely change things around and it's like it doesn't it doesn't work first off because we've tried that before you know and everything has ramifications and it just blows me away that there's so many people that are so upset about you know the politics but don't take the time to they don't have any idea what it's even about right. <laughs> i mean yeah. I, i've talked to some adults who and they, they have no idea you know what a sen what a senator does and it's just like well, I don't understand. And so you think about there's all these people in, in, in America that they don't. They just know whatever they hear. They don't. Right. They haven't put any thought into what their life is like. They just think, oh, I got to do this so I can have this so that I can put that there or pay for that. And that's as far as their brain is willing to process. I think that's something that we really need to work on is just educating people. Yeah, um, but it's hard to do when they just reject than, everything. They don't, <laughs> they don't care, you know. Yeah, I mean, some of them, some of them do. Some yeah. of them, I think, are they're wrong, but I think that they're genuine at least. But I see that the amount of genuine people fading way faster than it was you know, twenty years ago when I kind of focused more on the on the libertarian way of things. There's a certain way that you can process things, and if you don't know economics and just basic government, you have you have no idea what's going on. That's why I always say like they really do need to 
you know what, I don't know what school's like now, but I mean, I mean, when I was in school, it was one semester econ, one semester government. Like I oh, really yeah. honestly oh, yeah. think that if you have 18 year olds walking the high school hallways, they should have at least a, a year of government and a year of economics that way before they venture out and start making decisions, I, you know, just enough so they can ethics. You know, say it's yeah. ethics. Something, something that should go along with government. It should be civics, like civics yes. class. Yeah. I had civics class when I was yeah. in school. I don't know if you guys had that or not? Do they even do that anymore? No, it's I gone. No from, as far I as I know, I don't think it's in any high high schools anymore. I, I don't know. Heard. I've got I've got five or six more years waiting for my kid to get up to those those levels. If you have answers to these questions, please comment them. Yes. Comment, comment, comment. Right after you subscribe. <laughs> yeah, right after you subscribe. Yeah. That's right, yes. And tell your friends and family to all subscribe as well. You know, you're, you're all gathered around the laptop and the warm glow of that laptop. Because you you're know. such a wonderful person, we know they just, are too. Just reach over to that trackpad or that mouse and click subscribe. Um, <laughs> so uh, our second um, article this week comes from the Daily Caller. Uh, Biden uh, warns of a mini-revolution, this quote, mini-revolution if SCOTUS... Uh, overturns Roe. Oh. Well, okay. There's going to be a revolution. Okay. What would a revolution entail? So let's let's uh, get into this real quick. Just a couple, couple <laughs> before we get our reactions, because I know we've got some teaming reactions here. That's my so, question. Yeah, exactly. Now, is it so, just on Roe, or is it also on Doe? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, it's Doe, isn't it? There is. There was a second decision oh, that that, that furthered the cause. So I can't think it, of it's not it. just identifying one, because and, and so many people are just discussing Roe. But poor go Josh on, go wants on. to read. Them. Yeah, so let me just let me read. Let me read. Let me let me let me get into it. Got to read. Uh, yeah. So President Joe Biden warned of a quote mini uh, revolution end quote in November that would uh, see pro life lawmakers uh, voted out of office if the Supreme Court's opinion uh, draft to overturn Roe v. Wade holds. Uh, Biden uh, made the uh, made the remarks on late night talk show Jimmy Kimmel Live, or everybody's favorite show, right? Yeah. On Thursday evening, uh, a Catholic pro-choice president—that's uh, oxymoron. I'm sorry. It just um, Biden declared that overturning the landmark decision that deems abortion is protected under the U.S. Constitution would be quote ridiculous. Um, quote, uh, I don't think the country will stand for it, end quote, uh, Biden told Kimmel. Uh, quote, uh, if in fact the decision comes uh, down. I can oh, feel. If the decision I comes down smell. the way it does. I can taste their pain. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not done yet. Just let me tell you a little bit further in this, in this article here. So, uh, yeah, so quote, in fact, the decision comes down the way it does, and these states impose the limitations they're talking about. It's going to cause a mini revolution, and they're going to vote these folks out of office, end quote. Biden has also floated the possibility of issuing executive orders if the court overturns Roe v. Wade and noted, Quote, uh, there's a whole range of things that are at stake, end quote, if the decision stands. Okay. Off to the races. Dad, you want to start? Man alive. Every aspect of this is just redonkulous. Let's just run that word, redonkulous. The concept, you can already see the only revolution that's going to take place is idiocy is going to run even more rampant. They're going to have a new jazz or a new chop or something. Oh, yes. I Fear mean, tactics with, is what I call it. Nothing you but, come here and get all your abortions. Yeah, I was going to say, we nothing but stirrups whole, everywhere. Yeah, we stirrups have a whole city. Yes. That's, that's Chicago, actually. Uh, Lori Lightfoot already declared it a being an abortion haven. Yeah. 
I don't know. I was looking up to see what stocks are. And I've been to Chicago. Products. That might be a good idea. Because <laughs> I, I know purple hair dye is going to go up substantially here soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the very concept. I, got I, I completely understand <laughs> the point that there needs to be a choice that's made. But I just want to go ahead and go on record as stating that choice should be made before you drop the pants. Ding, ding, ding. That's it. That's the magic answer. I mean, you want choice. <laughs> you ain't got to knock boots with him. And if you do, there is a such thing as contraceptive. I don't want to pay for your contraceptive. You do that. That's not my job. But you go through and have sex without contraceptive, then want to have an abortion that is federally funded, I don't want to pay for that kid to get killed. So your choice just became my bill. So your choice went out the window when you allowed that to take place. That's my opinion. Yeah, we've established many times on this show how we feel about it, and we know that a lot well. Majority of us, anyway. I, I won't speak for everybody, but I'd say uh, I say adoption is the option. If you get, if you did have sex, you get, you get you, instead of getting that abortion, uh, let let the baby get adopted out. Because there's there's people out there that um, they want a child, they they want to be a parent, and maybe they can't. Um, maybe they're just you know, they, whatever their situation, there's someone out there that's going to want that child. I guarantee it, and it's not the child's fault. Um, that, that that decision was made, and sometimes in and in, the, in the horrible cases that people I hear the case made for uh, you know rape and incest and stuff that's also not the child's fault. It's it's, uh, it's unfortunate. I hate I hate to hear that, um, but it's also not the child's fault. You shouldn't kill someone for something they didn't do. Right? Absolutely, and you brought up a key word. That's interesting. It's pro-choice when it comes to abortion, but if a pregnant woman is killed. How many is listed as dying in that situation if the fetus, as they call it, or the clump of sales, as they call it, dies also? I mean, the person is charged with two. Is charged with two. Mm-hmm. So, and then you're going to go through and tell me, well, it wasn't her choice to die. Or, she, or, shouldn't, she shouldn't have been in the house that or, got broke into. Or in the situations where someone shoots a pregnant woman and kills the fetus, yeah. they get charged with that murder. See, okay. I think, that's just so, what's so ridiculous about it all is it is just so imbalanced. There's no... Yeah, the, the law doesn't see abortion as illegal as killing, a, as killing someone. But if you kill a fetus or a person who has a fetus inside of them... It counts then. And I'll take it yeah. one step further because I heard this argument here recently and I want to, I want to clarify this. Moral decay. It is moral decay going on out there. But, um, so I heard, heard someone, uh, I know personally actually, I uh, said, well, well, you give that kid up for adoption. You're going to put it into foster care. Uh, well, if it happens to happen that way. Yeah. Because then still the, the child still has a chance at it's life. Not death. That's, it's that's, not death. That, yeah. That's <laughs> even if it's thing. a, even if it's a rough life, it's still a chance because there have been plenty of, uh, I've seen televangelists. I've seen, I've met people uh, out there that have some of been the greatest people you ever met. And they went through foster care their entire life, had a r- really rough life, turned it around and became some of the best people you ever meet because it's still a chance at life. And then they raise kids of their own, sometimes many. Well, and, and as you know, I'm obviously a libertarian. <laughs> it's kind of my yeah. shtick. Um, I am pro-choice, but I'm not pro-abortion. And people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that. I'm like, look, if it's legal, I'm going to support it. 
right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be out there saying, "Hey, kill babies," because I I think all kids need to be born. Yeah. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you legally are allowed to do it in this country, as much as I don't want you to be able to do it, just like there are words I don't want you to be able to say, there are things I don't want you to be able to do. But if you can do it, I, I can say I don't want you to be able to do things. But it's just one of the things. If it's legal, and as much as I don't like it, I will support it until it's not. Yeah. And well. I think in the world, like, I don't have a say. Right. So at that point, I mean, do I really have a say in somebody? You know what I mean? I'm just saying, I do, and, I know I do I, things other people don't. Yeah, and if I don't have a say, like if somebody's, if a girl's got an abortion and, and I want to talk to her about it and, and she makes it crystal clear, I don't have a say, you don't have a say. Right. Right. I see what you're as saying. As far yeah. as that goes. Right. I mean, I don't, ha- you know what I mean? It's not my child. might not be my kid. You know, you have, or right, I mean, my daughter that I'm talking to, just, you never know. But there has to be a point where it's just like, you know, I don't have a say. There's, so I can have an opinion. I can have a belief, but I don't have a say, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of people that get that confused. Even with all that, making it political like this and then say, and warning of a, a yeah. mini revolution. Oh, well, we're going to go out and do fear tactics. We're going to make you vote our way because if you don't vote our way, we're going to go out and burn your cities down and destroy mini, everything. Mini revolution. Yeah. yeah. So well, let's just keep in mind. We'll, so, be, we'll be miniature people marching is, in those marches because yeah, right. they won't be alive. This is legislation <laughs> that was created from a court case. So they allowed a judge to create a law is what they done. Now, now yes, they heard it, heard a case, but now we're basing it upon a case. So we're making law off of a decision of a judge who took the power away from the states exactly himself yes so so i want to keep that in the perspective it's like those that have been given the position to create law said we don't want to get into this we'll let these people deal with it and whatever they say that's the law of the land yeah because the supreme know. court was never designed to be lawmakers. They were to enforce the Constitution. Now, the last time I checked, I've read the Constitution, and maybe a few more people should read the Constitution slowly and make sure you read it and understand it. I think the problem is the people who aren't reading it are the people who need other people to read it to them. (laughs) Then fine. Get an interpreter... Hey, get it on ebook. Get, get yeah, get, get it on it, ebook. Get it on ebook. Hey, it's probably free. I bet. It I, I bet is. it's free download. It if you got an Apple product, I'm sure, I know I have it on my phone. So, and it was absolutely free. The, the, uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Read both of them. Can I can I break something down really quickly? Go ahead. Just real quick. I mean, honestly, the, the federal government took the power away from the states when they did this, right? Roe yes. v. Wade took that away. Honestly, it's been in place so long. At this point, overturning Roe is just going to put it on the states. Most states are going to go, hey, this has worked for the first trimester. It's worked all this time with no fuss. We're just going to keep it that way. There's going to be very few states who say, no more. There's going to be very few states who say, let's blow this out. Yeah. Right? Most states are going to go, eh, it's worked up to this. Some states are going to blow it out because so that's how they get there, their There's already states that are doing that, and there's states that are saying, we're kind of done with this. Right, and I'm just saying, and, for the most and, part, and so, most states so are going to stay in the middle. So it's really the, not going to affect most people. The revolution right. that he is trying to incite. Incite. Good word. Oh, good word. I like that that's word. That's a Insight. scary word. 
well, you know, it we're not the orange men giving it, so so apparently it's probably a safe word. Well, we we got to gather up a committee for the things that he incited for this mini revolution, and, uh, and you know, on the news, you know, just after his presidency, we're going to make so, sure and well, well and we've got a fabulous get about producer, twenty million so viewers. On we it. can bring that Hollywood quality <laughs> film work in, and we can broadcast it, and CNN can can share it. And I think we could actually probably get Fox to go ahead and share it all. So. I'll say I will, and somebody will see it. I didn't watch that last night. I watched it this morning. And, and I'm used to, like, watching C-SPAN. I watch a lot of that kind of stuff. And it was like, well, how come they can't make it this nice for during the day when I watch it? You guys, right. you guys are all fancy. Look yeah, at prime you. Prime time. Oh, everything yeah. sounds good. Everything, Pr- Everything's right. Yeah. Prime, prime time to just find out they were invited in. So but it was just like, here, oh. here's <laughs> one side of the coin. We're not going to show you the other side. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't get to see that side. Uh, so so what was the amount of time well I, I get it this this is kind of stepping in away from that but when we look at that how many hours of surveillance footage has not been shown has not been addressed well, no, it took them three hours to clear the building from what i understand okay so there is surveillance cameras taxpayer funded you won't see it. we're not going to see it but yet They've spent over a year going on about how everyone else has incited this. Give me all the evidence. We're not going to see it. We're not going to pay it. <laughs> to me, it was like prime well, we, time. You know, you've already ground. paid it. That's, oh, that's the, the joke. I was just saying, we're yeah. not going to see things. We're not, not going to pay, pay for it. things. Yeah, well, yeah. And for those who don't know, what we're referencing is a, a little incident, um, <laughs> if you want to call it that, um, supposedly it happened on January 6th. Um, uh, not too long ago, and um, well, the three hours of love <laughs> in Washington D.C. Um, on January sixth. Yeah, but uh, neither here nor there. Some we don't have did any, some things. Some people did some things, right? Yeah, <laughs> or or as uh, as it's better known, nine uh, eleven part two. I guess um, that's what they're saying. Um, last time I last time I checked, a public <laughs> building is still public until someone tells you you cannot enter it. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're going to hear a lot of that. So. That's all I have to input. Yeah, right I, mean, now. I, I've seen some videos of barricades being moved out of the way for people, but that's that's uh, water under the bridge, and we'll we'll, ah. we'll have a <laughs> an article for that another time for sure. Uh, but our third and final article of the night, and uh, we got to get through this pretty quickly. So um, it comes from the Federalist. Um, our good friend Matthew McConaughey decided he'd going to ch- take him trip down to the Washington D.C. and Alan. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. So the Federalist uh, says, uh, here's the fatal flaw in Matthew McConaughey's, quote, common sense gun plan. Um, actor Matthew McConaughey visited Washington, D.C. this week to push uh, for what he, he termed, quote, reasonable, practical, tactical regulations, end quote, uh, on gun rights, such as background checks, red flag laws, and higher age limits. Um, <laughs> Last time I checked, I went through a background check to... By the pistol I purchased. Yeah, but you got to check with your neighbors to see if they think you're crazy. Yeah. So he oh, said, uh, quote... Oh, uh, man, I'd be in big trouble then. <laughs> he said, quote, we've got a chance right now to reach for, uh, for and to grasp a higher ground uh, above our political affirmations, end quote. He said, and, uh, uh, quote, a chance to make a choice that does more than protect your party, a chance to make a choice that protects our country now and for the next generation, end quote. 
Uh, corporate media and I other activists ra- uh, praised his call for, of course, the corporate media did, right? A uh, call for the, the what they described as common sense. Um, restrictions on the right uh, to keep and bear arms. Now, um, I don't see how they can possibly call that common sense because I suffer from CS uh, common sense and um, there's nowhere in there in his ramblings um, uh, that I could find anything about anything. How many movies that, has he made where he used the gun? Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, I think we're all now dumber for having read it. Yeah, My whole thing is I, he I uses love his guns in the movies, but the children... Yeah. That's children. that's where I'm at right now, right? Children. He makes sure to say, like, we're in a position right now. To, no, what you've okay. just said, you've just dolled up saying, okay. we can take advantage of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We can take advantage of a tragedy. Yeah. That's, that's essentially okay. what you said, just in a very nice way, while yeah. holding a pair so, of shoes from a we're child. We're going to get your emotions in this turbulent time and figure out how we can gain something from it. Yeah, I think what I would say to him is... Uh, Here's well, common sense. Lock a door. What we have here, Matthew, is a failure to launch. Here's common nice, sense. Nice. Leave your door unlocked like and like just it. let them come on in. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I think that's pretty much what they've done anyway. That was, if someone would have locked the door, here in the state of Indiana, I don't know how many schools you don't walk into. You get buzzed in. You oh, get buzzed yeah. in. Yeah, you're locked in the air. No, you're not locked in. Well, you're in a bubble when you you're, walk in. You're locked places. out. You can, you get, like I said, you get buzzed in. If you go outside for game time, there's a teacher. Someone has to be inside the building to open that door to enter for the children to enter back into the school. That's what we're doing here in the state of Indiana. That's a state that is in between California and New York and Washington, D.C. It's a common sense state. So common sense laws said you don't mess with law-abiding citizens you mess with the crime. Don't start the crime. Won't be no crime. Now, we know that part of that statement is just actual, factual junk. Because there's always going to be some level of crime. Always. Yeah. Um, you can't mitigate it all. You can, yes. just, you can just work around it. So, so, for me, just the whole concept. When you go through and continue to make new laws, trying to stop who? Oh, well, let's take away the guns. Who took away the guns and needs guns? Someone that got $54 billion of our money. Ukraine? Hmm. Now, Gary, Gary, if you I make drugs I, illegal, I think, gun, drugs go away. If you make drugs if you make drugs illegal, they go away. Just like yeah. guns. Oh, yeah, if, 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 it's, uh, it's working so well. If, we t- if they take our cars away, you know, people will stop driving them, too, I guess. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah, see, it just all goes well, away. We've already went through that. The gas prices are going up. What I, what I see, like one one state is talking about putting a thousand percent tax on purchasing firearms on on AR fifteens. Yeah, which those that want to claim the A word all the time, there is no weapon, there is no rifle, there is no pistol, there is no revolver, there is no big gun. That is called that A word. Not a one. I can go to a thousand dealers and I'm not going to find an A word. Yeah. Do me a, do me a favor. If, if you know the definition of assault weapon, comment about it. We want to hear what you have to say. About I like that. what I saw the other day. It said, just ask somebody what AR stands for. And if they can't give you an, if they can't give you the real answer, don't have a conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they tell you assault rifle or automatic rifle or like that, 
look, we don't have a conversation to be had. We're yeah. good. We, you're not educated enough on that topic. Yeah, go home, figure <laughs> yes. something out, come back tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you, you've got about as much knowledge on that as you do about Roe versus Wade. Roe and Doe. And uh, <laughs> I believe it's I believe the other one is Doe. Uh, I cannot remember. Uh, I'm not for sure anyway. about this, but I think I think that uh, right now Congress uh, thinks that their their power is limitless. Right. You know. Right. And uh, but let me tell you how to lose voters in ten days. Um. <laughs> If you vote for these so-called common sense laws, we're going to walk. And I think that that the proof is in the pudding right now because what was those statistics, Alan, the other day? And uh, how, how much did the did the the uh, primary show red? Uh, it was like eighty. Eighty percent. It was like eighty. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. Sorry, that was the one person. It was, it was ridiculous that, but there was that one person who flipped from being a Democrat to being a Republican because they didn't like where they were going and they won. They had eighty percent of the vote flipping. Uh, I can't remember the percentage so overall, but it's yeah. it's not even close. Phenomenal. Like it, it's not even a wave at this point. So apparently, so apparently, the voting machines work when it's a primary. Only on certain elections that they don't. Okay. Right. Well, right. Those were turbulent times. Turbulent times. <laughs> <laughs> because Other. I carry all of my camera equipment in a cooler in a uh, radio flyer wagon. Two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, uh, Dad, I think you can uh, bring us on home with prayer. Yes, blessed Heavenly Father, we give you praise, going on first for our salvation, Lord. We thank you for this good time that we've had, Lord. We've we just pray that everyone that is out there gets a little something from the Word and found some joy in our family stories of fishing, and uh, found some humor and some enlightenment on our political side. We just know that uh, as we go forward, Lord, we just put it in your hands. We desire your will, Lord, most of all, because when we rely upon you, victory is coming. We ask all of this in Jesus' blessed and holy name. Amen. Amen. That was my father, Gary Moore, who brought you the message today. Thank you, sir, for coming. Thank you. Get out and go fishing. Take (laughs) Take a kid fishing. They won't have a gun in their hand when they've got a fishing pole in their hand. And, but you can uh, fish with dynamite. Wait, no, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Next to him, we had uh, Mr. Bo Brummett. Thank you for coming, sir. Thank Always you a pleasure. Got to have you back so much more, so much more. Yep. Just and, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we haven't absolutely. used that in a while. Yeah, we got to start doing that again. And across from him, you know him, you love him. You've scrub- subscribed to his channel already. I just know it. I know you have. The host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarlane. Hey, thanks for having me again. And and thank you, guys. I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. And uh, join us next week when we'll have another big, beautiful show. Big, beautiful show. See you next week. See you then. Take care. We're going to have a really big show today. (laughs)